Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Full, and welcome to another one. This episode of Being Freelance is supported by AXA Business Insurance. Because let's face it, running a business by yourself is hard. So hurrah for AXA making something easy. You can tailor your policy to fit your business, so you only pay for what you actually need. And they give you access to a legal and tax helpline there should you need it. Get cover for your work, your tools, your reputation. It feels better being protected, being freelance. Work hard, insure easy. Search AXA Business Insurance. And here's the grown-up bit. AXA Insurance UK PLC is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. But right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance. For market researcher and social marketer, Jenna Kang-Graham. They don't always go for the most affordable freelancer. They need someone who can do best with the work they need. So they are willing to pay high. They're not always go for the lowest paying freelancer. They're looking for people who can do the job. But freelancer is being your own business. Any business have highs and lows. So if there are low time, I just take the time to upskill myself. Some jobs, you may not be perfect fit, you may not have all the skills, but you still have something to offer based on what you already have. And then you learn new skills with each project, then your marketability will increase because you have another skill from your previous project and your skills keep building with each new project. Yeah, we're off to South Korea this week for Jenna's story, although it kind of starts in the US. Anyway, you'll find out all about it moments from now. I can't believe we've only got a few more episodes of this season left. Come join us in the community. You are not alone being freelance. Click the link at beingfreelance.com. Loads of great conversations happening there at the moment, including some sparked by Luke's episode last week about speaking. Loads of people who have had amazing success in their freelance businesses off the back of speaking. Really interesting thread. Um, Come join us, beingfreelance.com. Click the link. Uh, Also, we're still selling the Ashwin Chaco prints. Ashwin was a guest right at the beginning of 2022 sharing his freelance story. He's an amazing illustrator. He's done a very special exclusive art print just for us BFFs, Being Freelance Friends. You can go get it by going to beingfreelance.com slash shop and we're helping raise money for UNICEF as well. So a really nice way to treat yourself at the end of the year, but also to give back as we start another year. Go take a look. All the Being Freelance merch like the hoodies, the t-shirts, the mugs, the stickers and now the art print are available at beingfreelance.com slash shop. All right then, let's head to South Korea, shall we? And chat to this week's guest and that is freelance market researcher and social marketer, Jenna Kang-Graham. Hey, Jenna. Hi, Steve. As ever, how about we get started hearing how you got started being freelance? Okay, I just started as blogger. I just wanted to be helpful to people by sharing my um, experiences and knowledge and skills. So I started blogging about tips about international relationships and how to learn English and how to use English. And as my blog readership grows, I started getting contacted by people and organizations to um, help them 
sometimes I contacted by uh, organizations so that I can contribute weekly column on English learning and sometimes contacted by people who uh, wanted wanted my help with their English language resumes and cover letters and graduate school application essays and so on. So that's how I actually got started as a freelancer because people trusted me based on what they saw on my blog. And then I wanted to do more of those freelance work. So I searched around and came across this platform called Elance, which now became Upwork. Mm-hmm. And then on this platform, I found amazing opportunities that I never imagined that I could get. And then I um, got a lot diverse, a lot more diverse experience. And over time, I became top-rated and expert-bedded um, professional on that platform. I became top 1% on that platform called Upwork. So yeah, that's how I became freelancer. That's really nice. So what were you, did you have a job? Were you working when you were, when you started your blog? It was the time I just immigrated to the US at the time. I now back in Korea, but at the time I immigrated to the US and I just wanted something to continue my career. I, I had a job in Korea doing online marketing. In America, I wanted to continue similar line of work. But at the time, I just was kind of stuck in this small town in the U.S. So I started blogging to help people. And then people started finding me on the blog. And yeah, that's how I got started on it. (laughs) And was your blog in Korean or in English? Yeah, it's in Korean. So at first, I did a lot of translations and as I said, resume writing and yeah. cover letter writing and graduate application essays. And that was successful. So I was, and that was pre-beginning of my blog writing, pretty much beginning yeah. of my blog writing. So I I became freelancer very quickly after I started blogging about three months. That's so cool. And just to put things in perspective, when was that? When did you It was start 2008. Blogging? Right. <laughs> And you moved to America because? Because I met my husband, who is American, when I was in graduate school at Washington State University. So I met him in graduate school, and I was in my master's program, and he was in his PhD program. So I finished two years early. So I came to came back to Korea after I finished up my degree and worked for this um, Korean NGO who used um, online marketing, email campaigns, mm. and YouTube at the time. And then I wanted to rejoin my husband, obviously. <laughs> um, we couldn't live away forever. So that's how I immigrated to America, and I wanted to uh, continue to work. So how did you get on with Elance, which is now Upwork? So we let's just call it Upwork. Uh, what was your experience when you first joined that site? At first, I had no idea how to get started. I always wanted to use my writing skills. So I've searched a project that um, allowed me to use writing. So I started with small projects. And then one of the projects was doing market research or um, that also use writing skills. You conduct research and you write reports. So I started with working with this company and I'm still with working with this company for eight years. I'm still working oh, wow. with them. <laughs> so that's how I got started. And 
And then I came across another client, which um, tourism marketing company. And I and also ended up working with that same client for five years. And then, wow. and then um, client who worked with me on that project uh, found me for different projects on the same platform, Upwork. So I continued to work on this platform and it expanded opportunity for me. Was this the sort of thing where you would be on the lookout for people posting jobs and then like writing a pitch to them on Upwork? Or was it the thing where you had a service, you know, like I will do this for you for this amount of money? What what were you doing? At first, I had to promote myself because no one knows what I could do. So I look for um, projects that I'm interested in or um, that fit my skill set. But now I became top rated professionals. So I actually get a lot of invitations. Upwork connect me with um, their client and give me um, send me invitations. So I don't necessarily need to look out for them anymore. They find me and then send me invitation. If, if I want to work on that project, I accept their invitation and apply and get the job. Yeah. When you're applying for or when you were applying for, for those kind of jobs, what did you find worked like in that kind of pitch process? Always had to customize for the client. Like every company have different needs and they want you to be interested in what they're doing. So I always research the company, what their products are. Because I'm a market researcher, I always research that company. So I search who they are, what their services are, who their customers are. So I have basic understanding and then match that with my skill and my experience. So they know what I can do, what I can bring to them. So always spend a lot of time customizing my application. And, oh, hello, is that a cat? Yep, sorry. (laughs) No, that's all right. What's your cat's name? Uh, Sashi. Hey, Sashi. Right. Um, so, yeah. So you're pitching for stuff on Upwork. Yeah. What was your hit rate, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Like, how many might you get? How did it feel when you'd get rejected? Like, that that stage that you were in back then? Um, my display, my asking, basically my asking price, my hourly rate. And then if that client can pay that amount, then, then that's great. But sometimes the client don't have big budget then I negotiate the rate if I want to work on that project and so so actually so you've continued working my maths is terrible what's that 14 14 years on Upwork it was 2014 I got started so it's eight years oh I think. right yeah <laughs> so what was where's my maths gone wrong 2008 is when you started blogging uh, yeah, 2008 was when I started blogging and I came to, I went to Elance in 2014. At first, I started mostly working with Koreans who want to study abroad or um, work abroad. And then I went to Elance to find more opportunities. That was 2014. So that was about six years in though. So all of that was coming via blogging. Yep. People still finding me through my blog and ask me for help with their resumes and cover letters and essays and and so on. Did you have did you have a bit on your blog that said, 
you can work with me or yeah so i provide my knowledge this is how you write resume or a cover letter and i can help you with yours so i promote what i can offer to them and how did you deal with sort of like invoicing so a lot of this time you were in america yeah but a lot of your clients would be in korea right yeah at the time i uh, i just do it myself everything so that was challenging because i have to order work and do the invoicing and taxing and everything i had to handle that was quite difficult but when i came to upwork they kind of handle everything invoicing mm. and i just yeah i just can concentrate on the work I love to do without dealing with all the invoicing and <laughs> pricing and all that. I just, I just get all the help. If someone comes to you now via mm -hmm. your blog and says, I'd like a service, mm -hmm. would you channel them through Upwork? No, because for my blog, it's for Korean clients. So I just work with them directly. So I just work with basically two different kinds of clients. Like from my Korean blog, I work with um, independently as freelancer. Mm -hmm. But with um, non-Korean clients, let's say a lot of American companies, then I work on Upwork. So right. I can handle everything on one platform. With your blog, is that also uh, a source of income for you? Not blog itself. I just, that is too build reputation in the mm -hmm. industry so it's not revenue generating directly but build my reputation and then um, people find me so it's like free marketing free promotion how often do you post your blog is it still bringing people to you um actually because i since i started working on upwork i just got so busy with client work so i haven't been able to really um manage my blog so right now i'm more focusing on my client work than blogging but that's how i got started with blog but now i i want to do more blog but i just so caught up with um, my client work so yeah but despite the fact that you don't often blog anymore it still brings people to you yeah because people still can find me through my blog and then I because I became so successful as blogger in Korea I also built online community that's pretty large so they also find me from my um, online community members and they refer to me to um, companies or people they know so oh nice so what's your community that you've built uh, it's for Korean international couples who are basically dating or married non-Korean people. Mm -hmm. So I have people with uh, people dating or married people from all around the world. So yeah, That's sweet. Do you mind if I ask how many people are in it? Um, 13,000. It's, wow. it's actually the largest online community for Korean international couples in Korea. And I was able to make actually big social impact in Korea because Korea had some stereotypes about this multiculturalism, people with um, interracial relationships and stuff. But with this blog and, and then this online community, I was able to empower people to speak up and and now this international relationships and international couples are widely accepted in Korea. 
Amazing. So, well, good for you. Yeah. Um, so when did you start the community? That was 2009 because, I, I, as I said, I started blogging about yeah. a lot of things about international relationship tips and people started messaging me um, seeking advice. And then I realized we need some safe place for this kind of people. So I started this online community and started building and building and building. And and then because it grow and grow and Korean media found interest in us. Mm. So I did a lot of media interviews and me being on in the public and be on TV and newspaper or that. And more members in my cafe found courage to speak up and share their relationships. And now it's like international couples are even admired. Oh, I love that. And where is is it a paid community? Is it a free group somewhere? What is it? Yeah, um, it's free group. So anyone can join, but they need to be vetted that they have international relation international relationship right so how much time would you say you have to put into that at first i spent a lot of time but because this is became so influ- influential now i also have other people man- help manage the community for me <laughs> so i don't need to spend very much time maybe like 10 minutes a day <laughs> I see. So other people from within the community volunteered to yeah. help run the community. Yeah, because they want to help each other. And yet you are known within it to the extent that people will recommend you for work or come yeah. to you for yeah. freelance work. Yeah, because Brilliant. they know what I can do. And like I, I've been managing this online community for a long time and I've been writing a lot and they know what I'm capable of. So they recommend me. Sometimes they recommend me to the company they're working for. So mm-hmm. I do some work for Korean companies through these members. Does that mean that within the community or on your blog or whatever, you were talking about what you do? As in, clearly, it's a very personal community, a very mm-hmm. personal blog. That's the reason for it existing. Yeah. And yet people know you mm-hmm. as a market researcher or a yeah. social marketer and yeah. so on. Yeah, so I at first I developed services for community members, so actually monetizing that way. So I um, I promote these services like translation service for visa applications, and not every Korean woman are good in English, so I translated their email or messages to their boyfriend. So, <laughs> wow, so you I, must have seen some stuff. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I did a lot of things, and I also provided. Um, Counsel- relationship counseling for them. Wow. I also promote um, those couple letter writing and resume writing because a lot of these couples, they end up immigrating to different parts of the world. So they need to write resumes and couple letters. So in that way, I generate the income, not directly through managing the community, but showing what I can do and then be helpful to them. Does it feel like there's then like two sides to your business, I guess? Yeah. At first, I didn't really mean to use as financially, but the experience I built through this blogging and online community management that became my new skill set. So I was able to use that skill to get different opportunities that I can pitch myself to companies outside Korea that I can connect with people in Korea when they want to market 
their product in Korea. So they know I'm knowledgeable of Korean community and how to approach them. Yeah. Did you feel like you knew what you were doing business-wise? Um, not at the beginning, because I I was only in my mid-20s. I didn't really know what to do in the beginning. But eventually, I just gained more experience and gained confidence and just kind of paved my way through it. <laughs> yeah. What would you say were the main challenges that you had? Before I found Upwork, I constantly need to promote myself. And that was kind of challenging because I want to focus on work I wanted to do. But I also need to spend a lot of time marketing myself and writing new posting. So I, I wanted to focus on the client work. So when I found Upwork, it was really nice break because on Upwork, on my Upwork profile, the um, client, potential client can see what I have done in the past and they can also see um, previous clients' testimonials so they can see how other people saw me, how what's their experience with me. So that was really good break so I can finally just focus on what I love to do. Back with Jenna's story in a moment. Just want to let you know that this episode is also supported by Ipsy, the Association of the Independent Professional and Self-Employed, IPSE, who had their annual National Freelancer Awards just this week as this goes out. And congratulations to all of the winners, including one of them, though, who I've already spoken to because that was Nadine. Do you remember Nadine Campbell? If you've not heard Nadine's story, please do go check the feed wherever you got this podcast or, of course, go to beingfreelance.com. But anyway, yeah. Hurrah! Well done, Nadine. Really pleased for you. And uh, congrats to everybody else who won as well. Ipsy have those awards every single year. They also have National Freelancers Day. That's a big thing that they hold in the summer. Uh, but they also have regular webinars and meetups throughout the year. If you're a member, you'll find them all at ipse.co.uk. Loads of other reasons to be a member as well. All the templates, all the support and all the information that you can get on there. And like I've mentioned many times before, a chance to save big when you do your shopping on all manner of things as well. So I really recommend taking a look. If you're not a member already and you're in the UK and you're freelance, do take a look at ipse, ipse.co.uk. And thank you very much to them for supporting this episode. Right, back to Jenna's story. So if there's other people working on Upwork or other sites like that, do you have any tips on how to deal with clients on that Like that you've learned over the years? What works? I think when you get first get started, you you really need to build your reputation by building kind of like your work history on the platform. So in the beginning, you need to use the skills you already have. So you need to kind of write cover letter on the Upwork or other freelance platform, you just uh, write kind of cover letter on the platform so people can see what you have done and what you want to do. And then with your profile completed, you need to search for a project you want. You may not complete match for a certain project, but you use your experience. But at the same time, you need to find a project that interests you. Some jobs that um, you may not be perfect fit, you may not have all the skills, but you still have something to offer based on what you already have. And then you um, you learn 
you learn new skills with each project, then your marketability will increase because you have another skill from your previous project. Then your skills keep building with each new projects, and you became better and better. You build a better reputation. You build your work history. Then your chance of getting connected with better client, higher paying client will get higher and higher because you build that your work history and testimonials. So you just need to get started with what you currently have and continue to find new opportunities to upskill yourself. And how have you got on with the pricing side of things on Upwork? I really adjust to each client's budget. It's really based on if I want to. How much I want certain project. So if some project are extremely interesting, but the client doesn't have big budget, then I lower my rate because I want to get that experience. But some clients, especially enterprise client, has big budget, so I just say this is my rate, and then they go with that price. And you know, some people.、Um... Are sort of skeptical, I think, about those sort of sites. Does, I've spoken to lots of people who have had lots of success with them as well.、Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons they are skeptical is that they worry that it's kind of like a race to the bottom when you're pitching against other people in price. Everybody is maybe pitching themselves at less and less and less in order to get the work. I mean, you've obviously been on there a long time. So, what's your experience? Yeah, it's. Going back to what I previously said, you you have that、um, work history built up and your customer、um, testimonials, then、um, people can see that you have that experience and you have the skills. So they don't always go for the most affordable freelancer. They need someone who can do best in in、mm. the work they need in the work they need. So they are willing to pay. High, they they're not always go for the lowest paying freelancer. They looking for people who can do the job. Yeah, you don't need to lower your rate once you build the reputation and that customer testimonials really help you to still quote higher and then you still get hired. Yes, so it's about having confidence. Yeah, in what you offer and the fact that your platform reputation backs that up as well. Yeah. And obviously, they can see what previous clients thought of my work in the industry they're in. They're maybe their competitors, so they trust you because some other company already vetted you. Yeah, and have you worked quite nomadically over those past fourteen years? You've—I mean, you were in the states at one point. You're in Korea, but have you travelled、yeah. the world as well? Yeah, I travelled in in Europe and some other Asian countries because I could work in anywhere I want. So I could. Work、mm. while I'm traveling. Actually, so I, I I remember I went to Hong Kong on、um, our、uh, fifth anniversary. So I, I was in Hong Kong in a Hong Kong coffee shop and working for this tourism client for the U.S. So <laughs> so that was awesome. <laughs> so and I actually just recent、um, last week. I actually took a trip to the U.S. to attend the wedding of my mother-in-law, but this time I just wanted for a clean break, so I negotiated with my current client that I want to take this two weeks off, and I came back after my vacation and returned to work. 
that's freedom of freelancing. Nice. I was going to say, like, how do you find your work-life balance, I guess? Yeah, it's that's much easier as freelancer. Sometimes you want to take a break, then you just you just uh, stop taking project at a time or if it's a long-term client you need to work daily basis then you uh, negotiate the time but otherwise you can just cease your work don't take any project you decide to I'm going to take this one month off then you can do that and then after you build good reputation they will come back to me after your break and that's what actually happened this time I told this um toward that market research clients which i've been working with for eight years i said i'm going to be traveling during this time so i cannot work at this time but i can work after that so right after i came back from the u.s they contact me with new project you obviously have a community of like-minded people on the personal side of things but mm-hmm. do you know other people working the way that you work um, no, that was the problem in the beginning because I didn't have any role model. I didn't know how this lifestyle is possible. I didn't know this nomadic lifestyle even possible, especially eight years ago that I found Elance. At the time, I really didn't know if this kind of lifestyle is possible because I'm a marketer, I'm a writer, I'm, I'm not tech technical person like designer or developer. So I didn't know that was possible. But now... I found this platform, so now I'm I'm good. <laughs> but do you know other other freelancers now? Yes, because I work with different people on this platform on the same project sometimes. So I um, work uh, with I currently work with people in in Japan, and I previously worked with people in different parts of the world in India and other countries. So I now I know a lot of freelancers who is having lifestyle like me. And how does the time zone difference work for or against you? It's sometimes challenging because sometimes I have I need to have meeting at like midnight or one a.m. That is sometimes difficult, but that's okay. That's kind of I like to do. I want to work with uh, companies around the world, so sometimes I need to have meeting really late at night. But it's not that frequent, so it's okay. Now, Jenna. I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself to make two true and one a lie and let me figure out the lie. What do you have for me? Okay, that was the biggest challenge I tried to come up with. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, okay. so to relax, I read books about neuroscience. That, right. uh, that is first. Um, neuroscience is study of the brain. Okay, second is my husband... And I and our cat were featured on the front page of a major Korean newspaper. <laughs> and although I've done a lot of writing professionally, I've never published a book. Oh, okay. I'm going to say I believe the Korean newspaper one. Just because you, you mentioned about how, well, you were on TV, yeah. your story touched people, and hey, it's got a cat. So that sounds like, this sounds like a good... Um, a good front page news. You relax, read it. What is it about reading neuroscience? Neuroscience is about 
understanding the brain, basically people's mind. And、mm. as a market researcher and marketer, you always need to understand people, what your consumers like and dislike, what they want. And I also like to help people to live happy, and then want to help businesses to connect with people with understanding of their minds. So I enjoy re- reading about the brain. So at first, it was neuroscience; it's difficult to figure. So I, it was study, but now I just just enjoy reading it when I just relaxing. <laughs> so.、Hmm. Uh, okay, never written a book. I've been blogging since two thousand eight. You have, but you've also admitted that you got caught up in writing about.、Uh, in, but you've also said you get caught up in doing client work. So、mm-hmm. would you have found time for? But then you're clearly the expert on the subject of these relationships.、Mm-hmm. Like maybe you would write. Like if you're. If you became quite high profile about it, maybe somebody would have approached you to write a book. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. The neuroscience. I mean, I totally bought into the reason why you'd care about it with the marketing.、Mm-hmm. But I reckon you have written a book. I reckon you were on the front page of Career. So I reckon the neuroscience, odd as it is, is the lie. No, that's true.、Oh, I've been reading about neuroscience for five years, and at first it was study, but I'm so into it. And now, in my free time, I actually read about neuroscience. That's my taking break time. Okay, in that case, you have written a book. Yeah, I actually published two books on on writing and how to get global job. Ah, well done. Thanks. Jenna, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? It would be keep learning and keep upskilling and keep looking for different opportunities, because sometimes as freelancer there will be gaps. And in the past, I just feel bad about well, why I'm not getting work all the time. And but freelancer is being your own business. Any business have highs and lows, so if there are low time, I just take the time to upskill myself. Like especially during COVID, I work with the same tourism client for five years. It was like a reliable full time job, but during COVID, tourism got the biggest hit,、mm. so that job discontinued. But I just decided to upskill myself, so. I just spent a lot of time learning new skills, and as I was doing that, I was also look out for different opportunities. And then I found also an Upwork for e-commerce client, and because e-commerce was on the rise during the COVID, so I was quickly made a pivot while I was up,、uh, upskilling. So that upskilling helped me to. Find that opportunity. I was just doing upskilling and looking out for new opportunity at the same time. So you you can pivot anytime the opportunity comes because you your skills already upgraded. Love it, Jenna. It's been so nice to speak to you. Go to beingfreelance dot com. We'll put a link through so that you can find what Jenna is up to online. And of course,、uh, do take a look through all of the other guests. Remember, it doesn't matter what they. 
do for a living it's all about the being freelancer please do go back there's nearly 300 guests now in the back catalogue so go take a look but for jenna all the best with the community because that sounds like you're doing amazing stuff and making it's so nice making a difference to all of those lives as well uh, but of course also all the best being freelance thank you How nice was Jenna and her cat as well for making <laughs> making an entrance halfway through. Hope you enjoyed that. If you are new to freelancing, joining the likes of Upwork is one way to find clients. To be fair, they're ready and waiting with projects and money to pay for them, right? I can see the benefit. Uh, but there's lots of other ways to start a freelance business as well. And it's all covered in the Being Freelance course. If you know someone or it's you uh, who is maybe in your first year of freelancing or you're doing it on the side at the moment thinking of going fully freelance um, in 2023 then please do check out the course go to beingfreelance.com click on course and see how you could be taking steps forward quicker perhaps in your career I'm not going to say it's easy (laughs) being freelance isn't easy but you don't need to make it as hard for yourself by tripping up all the time or googling everything all the time when it's all there for you in the course lots of things to think about so please do take a look lots of short video lessons as well so if you are currently employed and freelancing on the side you can easily squeeze it in amongst your daily commute and work life and stuff so yeah do take a look beingfreelance.com click course right i'll see you for another one next week i'll see you even sooner in the community if you're over there if you're not come join us and yeah Have a great week being freelance.